Hello and welcome to Beer Breath Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 28th. Uh, on today's episode, we will talk about, uh, well, we're going to do it a little bit different today since it's a it's a slow studio. So it's Mike and I uh, in the studio. Everybody else is gone. Um, and then we have Samuel on the phone, as always. So we're going to talk about uh, pretty much exclusively K-State today, but we're going to start it off. Instead, instead of a beer review, we're going to do Sam's Spells. So. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the Beer Bread Podcast. I guess go ahead, Sam. Take it away, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, spell us so away. This, spell away. I'll, I'll spell you guys real, real nice. So I think about a month ago, I don't know why, I just started um, following the uh, indie coach from Last Chance U, the awesome guy. We've all seen it. Coach, I think Jason, Brown. Jason Brown. Jason Brown. Yeah, Jason Brown. <clears throat> so I started following just a little bit of background into Sam Spells. Um, but anyways, I have a lot of these dreams about um, playing football still. Do you guys have any of them that you're, you're playing football maybe in high school? You still have some relation to playing. Yeah, I've had those before. Mostly it's yeah. in college or like or some place that I never actually played football. Right, same. And there've been a lot about uh Jason Brown always retweets and people are like, "Oh, you should be the next coach at KU and K-State." Like it's insane. Like could you imagine him being the head coach? I mean, maybe, <laughs> but but uh it'd be pretty awesome if he was just on the sideline MF and everyone. But um <laughs> but anyways, to get into my spell. So the indie coach, it was me, Mike, um, and then a few other guys. I can't, it was probably all of us there um, hanging out like at a very early, and I think it's because we went to McDonald's before the KU game. So this was a couple weeks ago that I had this all fresh in my mind. Um, but the coach was there and we were talking to him about like recruiting. We're in a car going to McDonald's. So we're talking to him about recruiting. And so like he's in this. the car with us. Yeah, he's in the car with us. So it's like me, you, and then you know just a couple other people, but I can't remember them specifically. It might, Trey might have been there too. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but we're talking about recruiting and, and just a bunch of other nonsense. But we're also kind of the players, or, or we're like showing him around K-State. Uh, maybe we're trying to get him to coach there. I'm not sure all the details there. There. But um, anyways, while this is going on, we're driving around. My phone keeps breaking. Like, it's just, like, flopping in half. Like, <laughs> it just turns into, like, it almost turns into my flip phone, and it keeps breaking, and it, I'm getting super stressed about that. So it's probably because my phone. <laughs> I was going to say, not too far from reality from the same one. <laughs> yeah, not too far from that, and then also not too far away from Raul getting it back from him. So <laughs> that was all uh, – did we ever? I don't even think we finished up Raul's story. I don't think we uh, heard Raul part two. <laughs> we Raul. It's, it's not that great. So, anyways, on my spell. So the the spell really isn't that crazy. We go up to order uh, food at McDonald's breakfast. It's like three a.m. pitch black still, um, but we got up real early to do whatever. <clears throat> so we go up there, and uh, it's McDonald's, and Mike orders biscuits and gravy. It's not that crazy of an order. True biscuits and gravy. <laughs> your biscuits and gravy it's not that crazy because mcdonald's does have b's and g's but uh the lady behind looks and goes and says well the gravy is going to take six hours to make <laughs> six hours <laughs> so we're like holy crap and then uh my 
Mike and we're like, dude, don't do that. That's going to take forever. So Mike's like, fine. I'll have two breakfast burritos and full four. <laughs> he goes, two breakfast burritos and four double corn dogs. <laughs> and then like me, me and Coach Brown and, and the rest of us are standing off to the side like, why did he order corn dogs and what the hell is a double corn dog? And why would he get that at McDonald's? Like that doesn't make any sense. And then Mike walks over after his order because he, he heard us talking about it. And he gets really close to my face, he, like really close. Like he's going to whisper something to me really intense. He goes, yeah, double corn dogs. <laughs> oh my God. Did was... you ever figure out far enough in your dream what a double corn dog actually was? <laughs> No. <laughs> like a double no, side by side corn dog. Yeah, I'm, yeah it's like I'm one of those. Imagine if, it's like one of those popsicles that are like meshed together. They have like the two yeah, popsicle yeah. sticks. I was thinking that, or it's two dogs in one big batter around the outside. <laughs> it's the biggest corn dog of all time. Do you imagine eating four of those in the morning? Well, what about this it's a super long stick and there's like you just put the dogs on them and bread them around and then you hold it like a corn on the cob and you eat like whoa so that's like realistic then yeah See, i didn't even get into that because yeah that could easily be just two dogs on top of each other and you just don't have a stick, just like Kurt's saying. Yeah, see, I was thinking more of the, them side by side, like popsicle. Or you have like an Oscar Mayer wiener inside of a, uh, like a jumbo jumbo. Uh, like how I jumped from just biscuits and gravy, your normal breakfast, <laughs> to two breakfast burritos and four double corn dogs. <laughs> I was so pissed I had to make a point and make them make so much food. <laughs> and and uh, all of us were like, so confused and we didn't even know they had double corn dogs. <laughs> Secret menu item. <laughs> I should order one next time at Mickey D's. We should get it on video for the PCAST. Yeah. Two Minute oh, Tuesday. Yeah, I'll have four double corn dogs. They're like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, do, does anywhere even sell, does Sonic even sell corn dogs? Are those yeah, yeah, yeah Sonic they corn do. Dogs. Yeah. Corn dogs, they too. do. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the double corn dogs, but they have some single ones. The only time I've ever gotten a corn dog is from, <laughs> <laughs> well, besides that time, was, uh, just like 50 cent corn dog day at Sonic. I've never ordered one any other time. Keely gets them because sometimes they have like during happy hour or whatever, it'll be like 50 cent corn dogs or something like that. Dollar corn dogs. Dollar I was dogs. always a fan like of when, when even just having them at home, just the frozen ones or at the fair. The fair, the like foot long corn dogs were yeah. insane. Yeah. Insanely yeah. good though. Yeah, they were pretty solid. I feel like you're supposed to only have mustard, but I definitely didn't obey that rule. Oh, you have to have ketchup, too. No. That's the well, thing. Yeah. I always put ketchup yeah. on my corn dogs. Same. I always put ketchup, too. See, dogs. What about those, real quick, what about those, uh, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this, and maybe I was thinking of these, and then corn dogs, maybe he ordered it wrong, and he meant those uh, pigs in a blanket roll-ups that you can get frozen. With the pancakes, with the sausage With the inside? pancake. Yeah, and then you yeah, dip those would be pretty good. Tell us. Those are bomb. I would eat That's four. just a McGriddle, though. <laughs> yeah. I would eat, a, I would eat a double, four doubles of those. <laughs> four double yeah. pigs in a blanket. Four double pigs in a blanket. <laughs> oh, man. Must be. What's insane about your spells is that you just spell the things that you already just spelled. So, like, you had a dream, or you lived through, like, going to a football game and watching Last Chance You and having McDonald's or whatever, just all recently, and then you just replayed it in your head but you combined them all i feel like yeah. mine are so random when i do have dreams and remember them 
Well, yeah, mine are usually way more random. What was my last one? My last one was out of control. Um, the, this one, yeah, I don't. The robot was baby answer? was. Yeah, the robot baby the one was robot. completely insane. When Cray had a robot baby <laughs> who was saying swear words. <laughs> yeah. But this one, this one was weird. You're right. It was it was so many like just recent things I just looked at on Twitter plus that I had just done. Which yeah, you're, you're right. That one's pretty rare. It almost seems like too obvious. Like I made it up, but it's true. It's the same. Sometimes spell. though, I have it's dreams where like it's not that far from reality. So I'll, I'll sometimes like remember my dream and thinking I'm remembering an actual event, but it oh. wasn't. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, those ones those ones are almost more trippy. The ones that are scary, like the one where the baby was a robot, that one's scary during it, but you kind of know that, you know, Cray's kid <laughs> isn't a robot. Or, it wasn't even Cray, it was just some other, I don't know. Random guy with cornrows and other Cray. Yeah. Well, uh, that's insane. <laughs> I guess... Uh, I'm trying to think of a transition into the K-State talk, but no point really for any sort of transition because we'll, basically we're just going to talk about um, Coach's spell of the last three decades pretty much. So um, if you're not – if you're from Kansas and don't know this, that's very interesting. But Coach Snyder, um, K-State missed a bowl game in dramatic fashion uh against Iowa State up 17 in the fourth quarter um and then end up losing with like 24 unanswered points or something like that uh, 21 unanswered 21, points yeah. <clears throat> so missed the bowl game by a year um a year or, or by a game I'm sorry um so throughout the entire year this was where I was going with this uh there's been a lot of chatter about coach leaving um even here on the podcast and all of that is starting to really become uh, to come to fruition, I guess. And so, I mean, what do you guys feel like? I, I feel like it's inevitable at this point that he that there will be a coaching change. Um, just don't know when or who or any of that stuff yet. I just feel like it'll be there will be a coaching change, but it's just going to be a matter of if it's a firing or him announcing that he's retiring, which. Now, as of late, it almost feels like it's going to have to be a firing to have a coaching change. But who Do knows? you think they would actually announce it? Not that it matters at the end of the day. I don't think even if he was fired, they would announce it as such. No. Unless it gets insanely messy. Yeah, well, they probably... See, this is the whole thing I've been wondering. Is if you retire, are you entitled to your contract? Not or, in some sports. I don't, I don't know. We'd have to look at Snyder's actual breakdown. Because yeah. I, f- I feel like they would have had something in his new contract extension, considering he was 78 when he signed it, <laughs> about retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and not, oh, it's like upon death. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's – I don't know those details. But, I mean, that would be the only way I could see it getting out. What happened is if – What is his buyout, difference you know? I have no idea. It's I don't think it's very school. big. Yeah. Yeah. So, to me though, it's not really. Let, let's back up. So, we were at three and six at one point during the year, and got to five and six with a chance to go to a bowl game. So, I think I know the answer to this, but bowl game and potential coaching change, or no bowl game and potential coaching change. 
with the understanding the, that there's going to be a difference in time there. The the issue, so the issue with, well, first of all, the, I mean, there's so many things we have to get into, but I would say <clears throat> specifically if the win, if we would have, if K-State would have won on Saturday, which looked like, that was the best three quarters of football I've seen all year. Oh, like, yeah, you guys easily. yeah, easily. It was, everyone was in the zone. Coaches were locked in. Players were playing well, mistake-free, taking advantage of their mistakes. Literally everything you could do positively um, for a football game, which when we're watching, we're, of course, super pumped. Um, but see, this is where I get, like, I'm not sure what was better because on one hand, you want to say, yeah, if K-State would have won that game, Bill could have gone out on a, a positive note and, you know, not had a sour taste in his mouth and gone to a bowl, kept the streak alive, and left on that. Now, you can also say, though, if they would have won, maybe he would have stayed and been more likely to stay. So it's so hard to judge, like, what was actually a better outcome. I still think the loss, after all is said and done, now how I feel hours after the game, um, you know, two days removed, I'm happier in this situation just, I don't know if it forces pressure just because we don't know anything that's happening, but um, it kind of solidifies that the six and six would have been kind of a mirage on how the year was. The The missing a bowl kind of solidifies what the team truly was. I mean, it was, it was three quarters of a good game, a, a great defense against Texas Tech, but it, it, in reality, it was a, it was a miserable season. Like it, it, you can say five and seven's not bad when you're like in a different spot, the, the way the K-State program is right now, it's not just one blip on the radar, just how like Michigan state had a three and nine year a couple of years ago or Notre Dame, or even, even some of the other teams um, have these down years. It, it's not that Florida state. type of year. Florida yeah, state Florida, year. yeah, but they have a terrible coach now too. <laughs> so like, I, I don't think they're going, well, that's true. But they, when you look at it from at least like, from a one-year thing, speaking, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. the first time they haven't had a bowl game since, like, the 70s. 31 years, something crazy, right? But, yeah, I think they, they hired a miserable coach. But, the like, just, like, the whole blip, like, when if you were to think about it in a vacuum, a one-down year doesn't seem like a, a reason to panic. But it's so much more than that with Snyder being so far away from the players um, as far as communication. And then recruiting is just beyond awful at this point so yeah see so uh, it's I, so much different i i look at it from it felt inevitable that there was going to be a coaching change from the point where we got to like five or six losses even after four losses it was like this is different like it felt different like well, the team was different the, after the ou game when they yeah. were just on the playground just messing with us basically yeah i was, mean it was like the Mississippi State game, or the first game, you know, if we recap, first game, oh my God, terrible, so bad, but that somehow found a way to win. Yeah. Mississippi State game, it was like, well, maybe we can find some sort of offense and nothing happened. And it was like, okay, well, they're a good team. Well, they're not. They're not that great a team. And then it got to like conference play and it was like, okay, we hung in there with Texas. Like, this is getting old. Well, the first game was West Virginia when we got shit stomped at West Virginia. Yeah, but they were, like, kind of top of the league. Texas had lost to Maryland. We go to t- go to Texas, and we, we play well, have a chance to win, and it's like, this shit's getting old. And that was when, like, stuff started to s- sort of feel like, you know, this seems a little bit different. Like, we're making uncharacteristic changes. And then a couple other games in there. And Baylor. then Baylor was the same way. 
and then OU, which is, I mean, mid, like that was the point where I think people were like, this that, could happen this week. Yeah, right? that was the first time I've ever in the history just completely turned off. the. I didn't watch a single second of the second half. I couldn't force myself to. And so to me, a coaching change seemed <clears throat> inevitable. When I look at it, like, you're right, like, six and six would have been, I feel like it would have been bad for a couple reasons. One, just exactly what you said, it seems like a a mirage of what actually was, which is a terrible year. Um, we scrounged to win against Oklahoma State somehow and eked one out against, or, you know, eked one out against South Dakota State. Like, there was no other positives there. Um, of course, I guess you could say, like, at the same time, we could have easily been eight and four or nine and three, and it could have been a completely different type of feeling. But, um, which, I, again, at that point, I think that there would have been a coaching change, too, because he would have been out on a better year. But um, I, I guess when I think about it in its entirety, missing a bowl game expedites the coaching conversation, coaching carousel conversation in my mind, because. I don't think if we would have made a bowl game, even if he knew he was going to leave, he wouldn't announce that he was going to leave a month earlier and let us start the coaching decision. It would have been like, well, it, this wouldn't be something like he doesn't want the attention on him. It's about the seniors, about the team. And then we'll wait until the end of the year to see how it, how it works. And we would have been playing in a ship bowl that didn't really – I say it doesn't mean anything. It probably means something to the players. To the fans, it's like, I mean, we don't want to be six and six. Like that's not where your program strives to be. Like well, from where we were. The thing is, last year we we almost had the same feeling after the year. Like, it's I think probably time because last year we had to turn it on at the end of the season again to get to where we were, and um, we're like, okay, well we made some ch- changes on staff. We'll see if coach can put it together next year. We have a lot of seniors. We have some pieces in place that we can be a decent team next year. And then we come out this year and have new assistants, which for the most part, was a flop on offense. <laughs> Definitely a flop but, on offense. I think what's different about, like when Sam was talking about it being in a vacuum versus like what's actually happening, like if you look at it on the paper, it's like, yeah, it's a down year. When you look at it from watching the last three years, this was not a down year. No, it's, this was it's it's catching up to us. It's continuing a trajectory. <clears throat> we, we suck early in the season. We have to make some sort of heroic comeback to make a bowl late in the year. Like that's not... I would, the, is the it problem bad? is we go ahead. I was just gonna say we. I've fallen into it too, and like we all do, it's it's been the last. And if it would have been this year, it would have been four straight years. It would have been fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, all with like either winning like three, four, five of six, like that sort of thing at the end of the year. And we're like, okay, win, and then we won the last couple of bowls. We're like, all right, we're gonna take this momentum into next year. That's not how the year. That's not how it works. It just doesn't work that way. Hey, even if you have young guy, like it just doesn't work that way. And let's be honest, like when you put yourself out of contention in Big 12 play early, even if you drop a game, like the Vanderbilt was a really big blow to the program, I feel like, because it was like, oh, shit, like we can't we can't go on the road and do that like we would have with Colin Klein or even with Jake. Like it felt like it was different. But um, in Stanford, I didn't feel the same way because you knew they were good. Um, they had McCaffrey or whatever. But um, I feel like. We took ourselves out of Big 12 play really early or conversation. You know, you talk about the title. Obviously, we want to be in the title conversation, but you can't be in the title conversation without being in in the Big 12 conversation. And we would lose games early that we shouldn't have lost or, you know, not be able to string it together. 
And then it's like we're fight like exactly what you said, we're fighting for a bowl game. And it's like, okay, then we're happy about stringing a couple together at the end of the year and not doing anything with it the next year. Whereas like teams like West Virginia, although I wouldn't want to go through it like tech has gone tech sort of where you start fairly hot. Um, Ole Miss out of the conversation this year, but um, start hot and then end slow. Like neither, both of those suck, but it, it sucks being encouraged at the end of the year, making a shit bowl game. Um, thinking that you're going to have some positive momentum. You know, I think this at least brings it back down to life and, and expedites the coaching conversation. So as far as the coaching conversations go, uh, there was an interview yesterday done by John Kurtz on K-Man uh, with athletic director Gene Taylor. Um, I thought it was a personal – I listened to it all. I don't know if you guys did. I know Sam did. I, I didn't have a chance to listen. So I think overall it was about what I expected. Um, I think – I know Sam is, is less bullish on it, but I, I think that they both did a good job. I, I think that John asked appropriate and fair questions, but also not just like softballs. Um, and I thought Gene danced around – enough that it was he didn't say anything that was um groundbreaking I, but what can you expect at that point really he's not going to come out and say like yeah coach is done um when coach hasn't even said that he's done but at the same time um not completely dodging and you know not acknowledging that there's a problem i think that he there's a couple quotes in there that he said uh that made it feel like coach is just hinted towards a coaching change sam what do you think yeah what i i do agree with that part when he's saying we hope to get something settled later this week i mean could you imagine saying that all right all right it's settled we have our coach back like that's that's (laughs) that's a weird yeah you're not settling a new contract with coach snyder (laughs) yeah what are you settling like you're settling whatever other issues are going on today yesterday thursday or whatever um goes on there and I don't think it's a real secret that he's been out interviewing other coaches or agents however you want to put it um that's really no secret if you even pay a little bit of attention to uh to what's going on in 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 the K-State world but uh I mean the my issue with it and you know I won't have an issue if it if it turns out you know like if it turns out okay with as far as who we hire and, and the process here, but the as of right now, the process seems like it's been handled just beyond miserably. Like there, there's really no other way to say um, anything positive has happened. By all accounts, the players have no idea who their coach will be next year. Um, they don't know a sink. Like they don't have any. They have. No, they don't. They have no direction. They have no real hope of what's going on. So. Granted, the next few years, even with the new coach, I mean, depending on what happens with as far as transferring and all that goes, they, they don't really know what's going on. So my, my problem with what Gene was saying, and yeah, it was all probably politically correct, um, but um, I just don't have a ton of confidence in him in general, and that's probably because I'm biased, but we don't know what he's done. He hasn't done a thing yet, honestly, like. He most hasn't of had the, to yet. Yeah, hasn't been most, of, most, most of the facility stuff was all done. We all hated Curry, but, I mean, he raised the money. We don't know if Gene's able to raise that kind of money without Curry doing what he did before. I don't like Curry at all. Like, no one does. It would be insane to like him. But, I mean, that was his work, right? Like, he did all that. Um, like, we, we don't know. And this is the biggest move of Gene's career. And, you know, if, if 
really of his career. This might Ever. be the biggest move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, cause he's old. I mean, he's not a young guy. So like, this is as big of a single decision and coaching search as, as he'll ever be a part of. And if he makes a good decision, then, you know, he'll get a second one. Say we, if a coach came in and left, but um, I, I just don't have a ton of confidence in it. And I wasn't given more confidence um, from, from the interview. I guess I, I maybe I wasn't given less. I, I, like you said, I don't know what he could have said that would, that would make me feel better. Um, but uh, it, I just didn't, I just didn't get a good feeling after it um, as, as far as him being the, the leader of the athletic department. That's, I mean, that was my feeling. Yeah. I think, um, I think the situation for Gene has changed a little bit. Like when he was hired, it was like, Oh, the man that has to find a replacement for coach Snyder. The pressure is not that anymore. Like that is, and maybe it was always going to be this way, but the pressure not is not now like, Hey, when like who are you gonna hire that's gonna be you know follow up the legendary coach right now what what defines his career is being able to make the right decision at the right time which is right now like yesterday and i think the coaches earned you know a couple days to to look at it but man a couple days is like it because right now we're up against texas tech too which i think that we have i mean the coaching pool is similar where we're looking at um and there's been some other hires around the around the country with like unc i know louisville's still open there's a couple places open don't kirby hoke had played at kc right is that right yeah him and brent were like roommates yeah they were they were good friends so i i think at this point it, it should almost be a relief to him because he just needs to make the decision like let's move on from coach it doesn't at this point the fan base doesn't even really care i i mean they care but if as long as you go get a name that's like a relevant name anybody if, but chris climan anybody but chris climan like i think the fan base will probably be okay that's a step in the right direction i think anybody but climan right and the thing is is that it doesn't matter if i've i've heard people talk about this in in the k state nation i guess well i mean what if your coaching hire doesn't work out like who like is being so tedious about it then you go hire a fucking another one like there's not shit so doesn't always work out company you know <laughs> if my if my paper business fails that's the difference i'll just start another one, and another <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah exactly but i mean honestly though like the thing is you're not hiring a coach and and uh john kurtz speaking to him again he put out like a poll it was like how relevant or how much does it matter uh, about the longevity of the next coach. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You go get a guy that you feel... To is- the old timers, it man. To the old grumpy K-State grumpy grumps that sit on their hands and think that, you know, somebody has to come here and be a K-State lifer. That matters to them. But, I mean, that doesn't... That shouldn't matter to Gene at all. Gene no. should, that, that shouldn't matter to Gene. But to those people, it does matter, which is stupid, and I hate. It's, um, it's stupid because... It doesn't matter. Like you should want you want the right guy, and who's the right guy in that situation? Let's say let's all dream for a second. Let's say it's Brent Venables because I think that anybody in K State Nation with half of a brain would say Brent Venables is the home run hire, whether it's the right guy or not for the job. He would be if somebody said you can have this guy, we would say, yep, that's the one that I but, want. 
Like, I think it's fair to say if, if in five years it doesn't turn out or he left um, and for whatever reason it didn't work out, we won't look back and say what a terrible hire Brent Venables was. Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting right. at. It doesn't matter if he is the guy or not because he was – he tried. He took over the program. It made, it's like the Cliff Kingsbury hire. Makes um, That's fine. Like he didn't work out. Like yeah. that's part everybody of it. Everybody still loved him. Too. Everybody loved him. I mean everybody still loves him. He still loves Texas Tech. It's just at the end of the day it's a business yeah. and if you don't get it done, you he don't get it done. A, he didn't make a good head coach is what it turned out to be. Right. But she yeah. used to say he won't someday. Yeah, he either. easily He's could. still young. He's still young. And he, I mean he couldn't get a D coordinator to do anything. So it's like, yeah, I mean it looks bad. You know, what, what the the thing about all these offensive coordinator gurus, just to get into Cliff real quick, the, the offensive coordinator gurus, Matt Nagy on the Bears, Sean McVay, if you look at any of them, um, the Chiefs don't count because their defense is awful. But most of them have an older established defensive coach. Um, so, I mean, that's why they worked out. Cliff Cliff will work out. He'll be a head coach again. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Easily he will. He, he just, you know, but the, the good thing about them is they, they were in a bad spot. They went after the guy that was their guy, and it didn't work out, and that's okay. That's all K-State needs. So if we go and get Brent Venables, I guarantee you that Kansas State, the fan base will be more excited than I can ever remember for anything. Because you, just from a recruiting standpoint, from a energy back into the program, we got a K-State guy, all of those types of things. You cannot regret that decision at all, even if it doesn't work out, I don't see how it wouldn't necessarily work out. Um, just, no, it would work out. Yeah, it, it would. It would work out. We'd probably win Natties every year, but I. Gene's got to do. Gene's got to do it because at this point, like, well, see, the, the, the point, clock is definitely ticking. This point I've seen brought up, and he, this is everything is obviously all just speculation. But I mean, we don't know for a fact that Gene hasn't been talking to people, and maybe the. I hope he has. Well, yeah, he has been. But maybe the decision has been drawn out to not bring attention to it's more more tensions on is coach coming back or not as opposed to who's the next coach because then you start having people wonder and then I mean Brent with in all likelihood will be coaching in the playoff and I mean that could become a huge distraction to him if I mean, I don't, that's just weird speculation. But So we were talking about this a little bit. Yeah, we've been talking about this basically constantly because, I mean, it's a big deal. Like, and as much as K-State matters to all of us, this is a as big a deal as I can remember in my, in my lifetime, probably, as far as K-State football goes. And so I can see it going a couple of ways. Let's, let's assume that Brent Venables is higher. We'll kind of just go through all the little scenarios really quick. So Brent Venables is higher. I truly, I think he cares about Clemson. I think that he like genuinely cares about Clemson. I would not want well, to shit he, on them. His son is, his son is playing linebacker there, so you can't. He has some loyalty to Clemson, regardless. Say, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying regardless of that, I think that he appreciates the opportunity that Dabo's given him. Obviously, they're paying him shitload of money, so he's going to be very happy with them. I don't think that he probably wants to take away from that either, considering. Wasn't he, when that kind of happened to K-State, he was kind of all in that mix too? Or was he out of there by now, by that time, in the 90s? No, 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 he was there. I mean, he, he was, was there. there. He wasn't, he was just a defensive coach, I think, at that point, right? Right, but they kind of knew that everybody was going. Well, yeah. Right, so I don't think that he would want to do that to Clemson necessarily. So, 
if it takes a while, that's going to be very uneasy for K-State fans. Like, I will be stressing out that it's not like, let's fucking hire somebody. You know, I'll be the first one to be like that. But I also will have that glimmer of hope that, like, you know, maybe they're having the conversations and he doesn't want it to be about him going to K-State for the Clemson guys and Kansas State, you know, is just sitting there waiting in line. I would hope that that conversation has happened. Well, the thing is, like, publicly, somebody had asked him about the tech job, and he shot them down immediately and said, my son's a freshman. I sold him the dream that I would coach him through college, all this, blah, blah, blah. But no one's, I don't think, ever asked him straight up in the recent months about coaching at K-State. Yeah, last year they did, and he was like, he's like, he kind of laughed it off. He's like, I'm (laughs) Yeah, he's like, me, I'm coming home. (laughs) (laughs) Last year, he was asked about it, and he's like, well, I don't know about following up a you know a legendary coach like that. Like, is that the guy? Pressure's off. Maybe Brent. a like, huge I know conspiracy. That That's I know why that... Coach coached this last year, and he tanked us. And then <laughs> <laughs> ever, no, the you only place we could go is uh, up from there. Listen, Brent, if you're listening, expectations are not high for i mean they are for you if you come in but you don't have to worry about winning i mean 10 games or anything like think nebraska scott frost type of situation here yeah like we would be okay with not making a bowl game your first year if you come to k-state and there is improvement being made like what you see in nebraska nebraska gonna be very good under scott frost so he's kind of dodged it and it's gonna make k-state nation really really nervous if it strings out if we if coach says yeah i'm done and not a coaching decision isn't made until like january but i think there's a glimmer of hope at that point actually that would almost be ideal scenario because there's no chance in hell at that point it comes down to chris Kleiman or um brent jim levitt it wouldn't be jim levitt because they'll already be out of the bowl stuff right well there's not to say, I mean, who knows, but... That's a lot different, though, because the bowl that they're going to, I assume that they're going to bowl. I have no idea even what their record is this year, but the bowl that they're going to is not national title impl- implications. So it's a little bit less distracting if if he leaves. But that's, a, I mean, that's my choice. I would want Brent Venables as our head coach, but, I mean, I can also understand if he doesn't come from the sense of, no, I don't understand if he doesn't come. <laughs> nobody nobody in their right mind wants to just stay at the current state of their job for the rest of their lives and not go back to a place where like he he gets a chance to come home to where his family is to where his alma mater is you've never a- really heard of a coach like the whole huggins thing like huggins we had huggins for a year and then as soon as west virginia job opened he was on a plane right because that was his alma mater and that's where he wanted to coach right I mean, he should want to cut. He should want to come here, and it's not about like, yeah, I understand we're not Clemson or whatever, and it's not really about that. It's about like, th- just think any anything that you have loyalty in your past. Why would you not want to go back there? I I don't buy for a second that he's not seriously like mulling it over. And his son stuff, I think that's a kind of a smoke show. Like I I don't think that that's really a. I mean, yeah, he sold them on the Clemson dream. What about the K State dream? Like, I mean, or he can say it, Clemson. He it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I know he pre- what's his what's his son play linebacker. Okay, well that's different. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was like maybe an offensive player. It's like, hey, you're not even coached by your dad. 
No, he's a linebacker. But. Regardless, I mean, and he can tra- there's more liberal transfer rules now. He probably sits out a year. I mean, who cares? Like that ha- shit happens all the time. So it we get whatever. old uh, Chris Kosh, Billy Kosh type of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some action there. Transfer all over the country. Okay, so let's go. Let's go on to the set. Who's your guy's number two option out of everybody available? And and kind of the let's which say- is kind of cooled. My number two, like I feel my number two would be Seth Luttrell, but I feel like it's all cooled on him. I don't know where he's looking for now. I feel like I haven't heard much of him. I know he's tied to Tech still as well, um, but I haven't heard much about him in general. Have you guys? I feel like it's no, cooled on heard every anything. front. I haven't heard much about him, and I'm really surprised that Tech isn't looking at him more serious. I don't even think he's on the short, the first tier, top tier. No, I think he is, but he's not one of the first two names, I don't think, that comes to but the first two names, then again, are Michael Leach, who all the boosters want, who will never happen because, for obvious reasons, because you Mike didn't Leach, pay him, yeah, Mike and Leach fired a lawsuit against Texas Tech, a lawsuit against you, yeah. But the other, I haven't heard anybody else besides Leach, Latrell, and um, Venables really for the for the other job for Tech. Yeah. yeah, there was one other guy. I can't remember his name. The Utah State Matt, coach, Matt Wells, yeah. yeah, who's come up in our. Matt who? Matt Wells. He's the Utah State Yeah, I thought coach. there was another guy. I can't remember. But basically, K-State comes down to Brent, Seth, Jim. Right. Like, that's climbing. But, God forbid. Just even remove, though, you know, I'm just going to remove him from my list K- and not even yeah, talk about just, him. I, I've, got, I've got the odds here. I got, Lev, I got Levitt that I just did right now at 3-1. to one. Um, Brent at 10-1. to one. Bill to return at 12-1. to one. Climbing at 15. And Seth at 20-1. to one. This is for real odds? No, this is, <laughs> I just made him. Well, Brent's this like is, this is Sam's. Uh, Brent's like three to two, I think. <laughs> Sam Vegas he's, odds. He's he's one to five odds. So okay, so let's say it's Seth. This goes back to the argument of, well, what's the longevity of a coach? Because K State's a smaller program. Guy that doesn't have any ties here might get poached off. Who cares? Who cares? The, the the only thing, so yes, who cares? 100% who cares? The thing that would be shitty, though, is if Lincoln Riley got an NFL gig and uh, he went after, like, one year. I mean, granted, I would still be fine with it because, like you said, who cares? But, like, to watch him go to OU, you'd be like, fuck, dude, we lost, a, you know, we lost our basketball coach to West Virginia who came into our conference, and now we lost a coach to our conference rival. That would and, suck. And Bob, you can't well, lie, that would Bob suck. went to Florida before, but then Bob at OU, too. And Mangino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I so mean, I mean, it, granted, like we said, like you, you hire the best guy that you think's gonna, you know, further your program, but that that would be shitty because that's where I see him. You know, maybe he's praying that you know that that hires, but I don't even know what OU think him straight from North Texas is. You know, is a worthy hire. I don't know. I don't they know would go that. after Venables, right? Why would you not? I don't know. I don't Ven- th- Venables wouldn't leave for OU. No, no chance. Well, he, I think, left on not very good terms at OU. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I feel like I don't hear like much, like love from from OU about Venables. So yeah, because okay. basically they got rid of him, and then Bob hired Mark or Mike, right? Mike, yeah, good hire. <laughs> so <laughs> let's think about. Um, so Seth comes here, even for if if it's for a year, like that would be that would be the worst possible scenario, right? Outside of him like getting hired and then OU coming and saying like, "Hey, we're gonna hire you," and then paying his buyout and whatever. But um, he comes here for a year, puts together a six seven win season. Let's hope. I mean, that would be probably ideal. 
I mean, at that point, if he left for his alma mater, can't really blame him. OU is at a completely different level of a program. I don't even know that he's probably the guy that OU is looking at. I mean, they tried a young guy, and it was set up really nice for him. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But um, I think that that would be a really good hire. He's my 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 two and my three are on the same level, but for different two A and two B, two A and two B for different reasons, right? Because Seth Luttrell is an option that could be one where it's just like, hey, you're here, like we can squeeze five, seven years out of you, and you're a young coach, lots and lots of energy back into the program. Like you could you could take us there if you stayed long enough. I think that he might be at that level. Who knows? I mean, this would be his first major gig. My head two, coach. Head coach. Yeah. So my two B though, Levitt. I'm torn between this and honestly on the message boards, it kind of worries me that actually more people want Kleiman than Levitt. Yeah, that, that Which, makes absolutely no sense. But you, you, people think about it wrong. Like Levitt, Levitt's 62. He's, he's like a, he's like a less dumbass, less high. <laughs> well, he, the thing about him is, which I guess this would make him less dumbass, less, but well, um, he has never failed really at anywhere he's been. Yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't like, been over the top successful, but he's never just fell face first into a pile of shit. Right. Besides but, his little antic thing that happened at UCF. Yeah, we don't really know what happened. <laughs> yeah, but, but but like at the end of the day, what are you making that hire for? To me, that hire is coach is gone, a Hall of Fame coach who's been here for thirty years, shit before him. Kind of shit at the end. We need somebody who can prove somebody without the last name Snyder can win at this program. And he doesn't have to stay here forever. This is going to be his retirement spot. He wants to be here, so he cares about K-State. I mean, he he's very verbally shown that, right? Contractually, he's, he's shown that. That is a hire to me that's like setting it up for the next guy. And I think his his one major hurdle because he's kind of been out of head coaching for a while is that he would need to get an offensive coordinator in there, like a, a, a good offensive mind in there. Cause I think the defense would be fine. And it would honestly, it would be a grooming for Blake, which would be huge for Blake Siler because I think Blake Siler could be the next type of Brent Venables. If, if somebody grooms him up and coaches him, um, but he would need to get an offensive coordinator in there, offensive coordinator in there to really, get the minds of people going. Whereas Brent, I feel like Brent would actually bring a lot of the Clemson staff with him um, or at least have a big enough name. You know, he's young enough. He could probably, he could step into the room with guys. I'm not saying Cliff Kingsbury, although that would be fucking awesome if he got Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> I want to even speculate because I'm, um, if insane. you got Brent Venables and Cliff Kingsbury, you can chalk up like, you can already put the natties on the wall, basically, at that point. Like, that's <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> that, like, I mean, you know how you, like, put the, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, but he would be able to step into conversations like that, maybe with the UNC guy, Fedora, or whoever his name is, because they're in the same conference, right? Wasn't he, he was an offensive mind. That was, was Larry Fedora? Yeah. The guy at yeah. UNC that was North fired. Carolina fired, yeah. Right. So he could walk into that and be like, dude, I played against you. Like, I coached against you. I need an offensive mind now. Like come to K State, you'll and, get back into head coaching. And he coached troops, so yeah. So he's yeah, yeah. Auto, <laughs> auto wins. <laughs> but the interesting thing about Jim Levitt is 
on the interview with Kurtz, Gene did say, if we're making a decision, um, a short term, I forget the exact quote, but it was something to like the a effect bridge. of, yeah, if there's a, a, a bridge, a short term decision, or if it's something more long term. So like he mentioned it in a way that makes it, which is why the rumors now are flying around that it's, it's going to be, you know, it's a good chance that it's going to be Jim Levitt, but <clears throat> I'm not as down as a ton of people are on if you hired him. Uh, granted, it's not my first or second choice uh, based on what we know right now. Um, it wouldn't be my first or second. But if those, if, and we'll never know, but if you found out that Brent told you no, like I'm not doing it right now, and then maybe you went to Latrell and he, he said, you know, I'm not interested. If we knew that, then I'd be okay. The problem is You'll if we're going to hire, we're going to hire Jim Levitt and then, you know, it's going to feel like shit, man. Like we, we lost a good opportunity to get, you know, a good young coach in here. So I'm going to feel torn kind of both ways. I won't be, I'll be a million times happier than what the current situation is with, with Snyder. So like, that's not, I'll be definitely, you know, relieved and happy there. And I do like, I mean, he's insane. So Jim Levitt still has energy. Um, So it's not like he's not an old timey type coach. Uh, and he, he's, he's kind of known as a recruiter, right? Like he's a go-getter on the recruiting trail. Yeah, he's he's been heavily involved, I think, with recruiting at Oregon. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's he's he still goes out and, and does a lot of that. So that, like that, that's a huge piece. So that's the other thing. I'm just gonna go into Chris Kleiman, why it would be the worst hire of all time, and why <laughs> Levitt wouldn't be that bad. It's because. Levitt's had experience on the recruiting trail with going to those high schools. He's probably a recognizable face and name in a lot of the places that he recruits. And also, he's been around for a really long time, so he has. A, I think he would have a pretty good ability to um, hire decent assistants, which in college football, it's pretty apparent that your assistant coaches have a huge impact on the program, almost more so than the head coach. And... He's been to a million places, so I think he has enough connections that um, he would be able to convince some people to come be an assistant at K-State. But anyways, um, Kleiman, he's worked at North Dakota State pretty much his entire career. I don't think he's been like maybe a couple other schools, smaller schools like Northern Iowa. I think he played at Northern Iowa. But as far as recruiting for him, North Dakota State's like the Alabama of that division. And so if kids get turned down by D1 schools, then I feel like he doesn't have to try very hard to get recruits to go to North Dakota State. And it's not the same athletes. You're not. You're probably not recruiting the same high schools or any of that that you would be. Not to mention when he was hired, they'd come off uh, like three straight natties yeah. or something like so that. So set up so, perfect. Here's, yeah. what, here's what I see Stan Parrish as. Or, uh, uh, I'm sorry. How <laughs> did that even come out? Well, you'll hear in just a second. Here's what I see Chris Clem- Clement out is as a Stan Parrish type of hire. Because Stan Parrish, even though North Dakota State was set up much better than, than Marshall was, we had played, I think we had played Marshall in the 80s and lost to him. And Stan Parrish was a coach at that time, posted a 6-5 and five record in 84, um, he the following year um they got number 3 in NC 1AA and ended up at 7-3 and 1 and so he was probably he was not a bad hire at Kansas State at that time like he was a pretty good hire and 
there was a quote on record um, that I had heard that uh, Keeley's dad tells me all the time where he was like, I have never seen athletes like we, we can win here. I have not seen athletes like this before at Kansas state futility. You at that time, he was like, yeah, I've never seen athletes like this before. And I'm not saying that North Dakota state doesn't have athletes. Like they beat us and they had, you know, Carson Wentz and that type of stuff. But overall the talent is a lot different. It's a completely different, it's a different towel. ball game. It's a completely different towel, towel, talent pool that you're, you're, reaching out to so let's say that let's say that chris Kleiman is it Kleiman or Kleiman? i think it's Kleiman. who cares we don't have to know it <laughs> let's we say that wrong let's say that the north dakota time. state head coach and jim levitt are going head to head let's look at this head coaching experience probably equal a number of years maybe levitt maybe have a slight edge but levitt had at usf which is probably at that point was kind of like a step above I mean, they were still D1, well, so it's a step above. But USF, he, when Levitt was there, went through, like, f- four different, like, so they were, like, North Dakota State, and then they moved up, and they kept moving up in conference until they were in the Big, Big East. East. Yeah. Big East, yeah. right. So he, he knows the level of athlete that can be, that that's there, right? North Dakota State head coach, he's been a head coach, kind of set up really cushy for him. All he had to do is maintain. He doesn't know the type of athlete yet. Levitt has coached at how many places since then? Three plus the NFL. Like at least, yeah. he's got connections and for like assistance, right? We're talking about they both will need assistance. Who's Clint? He's going to hire I'm Craig saying. Bowles. That's Craig Bowl or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Kleiman has no connections it, to if any. he br- if he brought their staff. Oh my god! At, well, Gene would get fired. See the problem if Kleiman came. One thing, I, I mean, first of all, there would be a full-fledged freak-out mode by every – there should be a full-fledged There won't be, but there should be. Well, I don't know. There will be. <clears throat> they better smoke him. I would go there. And, and then who, once he brings in the North Dakota State coaches, then it's just like, my God. I can't even fa- – I can't even really fathom that scenario because I would t- – at this point, I mean, I would – I'd rather still have Bill – at that point. Me too. Yeah. yeah, because you just move on the next year at that. Like you have another tank year and then you get right. a whole new round. Guys, I'm I'm telling you right now, anybody who's listening on this that thinks that that would be a better hire than Jim Levitt is out of, you're out of your school. Like that is that is the worst possible. You want to talk about sliding back into mediocrity? Sliding back into mediocrity is not going six and six next year. It's not going four and eight next year. It's not even going three and seven. Three and seven would be a stretch. That's probably sliding back into mediocrity. But if you especially go- missing two games, what <laughs> three and seven? You're playing ten instead of twelve. Yeah. So then you're oh, really yeah. three. Sorry, my numbers are all <laughs> fucked up. But like three and nine, that would probably be a stretch but like four and eight so losing more games next year than you did this year or staying right at the same is not sliding back into mediocrity it's going to take a little bit of time like probably unless you hire brent venables and then we go 12 and 0 you know whatever (laughs) but with um kelly bryant would come wouldn't he probably probably i mean at the end of the day, guys, you can't fucking do that. You can't think small-minded ball anymore. Like, there's no reason to. You don't have to. That's why I wish we would have hired. Why don't we hire like Kirby Hillcut? I don't know. He would have easily came here. That would have been just yeah. alma mater again, and then Brent would have been a shoe in. 
Yeah, they would have been best buds, would have won. At their alma mater, probably would have just, I mean, fuck. They probably sit there on their decks drinking Red Stripe, like, <laughs> fuck. Red Stripe. Without lime. Without lime, because they're complete animals. <laughs> <laughs> I, that would be, that, I would maybe not be a K-State fan. I, I don't think I could at that point. I mean, it's I all... give him two years, <laughs> and if you're not, I mean, if you're not, he he gets to start behind the eight ball at that point in my mind. Like I don't have to give you time because I already don't like you. It's almost like Bruce, sort of. It's like no, like we had we had Underwood right there or whoever else. Like which, we, by the way, Underwood's doing terrible. Yeah. This year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Bruce is like we're top ten yeah. in the country. But at the time, you know how it felt. Like it was terrible. Yeah, and Bruce conversation for another time. Like let's slow the roll on Bruce. Like, we were maybe not a tournament team going into the end of last year, but. And then we had a magical run, but um, he's he's earned his time. Anyways, climate is not the answer. I cannot stress enough that he's not the answer. You're not going to get to where you want to be as a program. You're not going to show. Of course, I guess if he does work out, we've showed that anybody can win here at that point. Like he's not the next guy. Go get a coordinator who thinks he has a big old dick swinging around and and can can coach a football team and see if it works out. Like. We don't need a coach who's going to stay here for 15 or 20 years, unless it's Venables. Venables is just the answer, I think. <laughs> yeah, everything back to BB. Is that it, guys? Yeah, I guess that'll be it. So there, by the time you're listening to this, there might be a no, head coach, Bill Snyder. Would, unless, well, he will probably be out. Hopefully they're not listening that late. If they're listening Wednesday, I don't think anything's going to happen. They're supposed to be traveling right now while we're recording on Tuesday. Yeah, I have a meeting tomorrow. Yeah, they they have they have a meeting in the morning. They have a meeting, but there's no way that it would be same day. I don't think. But Gene we're, did we're, say by the end of the week. We're hoping for Thursday. He said by the end. It's, okay. Well, regardless, Thursday's always when big stuff happens. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like too. <laughs> So you can't do it Bill, Bill retires, goes to kill the kegs, and yeah, Abigail. you can't do it Friday because yeah, there's no, yeah, there's just no. The Bill party is Thursday night. So. Yeah, so I guess let's go around last call on this. Although it's only strictly K State, Sam. Um, I will echo one of the great new Twitter accounts that I just found on uh, on the Twitter sphere and. Go with hashtag bring Brent home. Mike. Hashtag bring Brent home. Kurt. Hashtag bring Brent, Brent home. <laughs> and, <laughs> although, get although, yeah, and get Brent. Bring Brent and get Brent. <laughs> Whoa, there's a new one. There's also wow. a new hashtag going around uh, BV phone home, which is pretty good. <laughs> I think that's what that Twitter account is switching out. Hashtag BV phone home. So BV Did hashtag you? BV phone home hashtag bring Brent home bring Brent home hashtag <laughs> bring, bring Brent a mouthful hash, bring Brent get Brent yeah hashtag bring Brent Brent get Brent <laughs> hashtag bring Cliff to hashtag bring Brett because a yeah. lot of people think his name is Brett that's true Venables. they're like yeah. they're like yeah bring Brett Venables he'd be a good bring Brett Venables he'd be good I'm like oh, Brett Venables I didn't know that Brent Venables was a you know. <laughs> Ben. <laughs> Say bring Brent, get bent. Yeah. 
All right. That's I'm it. texting Gene that right now. Yeah. All right, we we have faith in you, somewhere. Gene, for now. For uh, now, Gene, we have faith Gene, in you. Gene, you, you have the opportunity. Let's talk about this just before we sign off really quick. If Gene does get Brent here, he's a hero. Right, God. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you have to tear down Bill's statue and put one of me. You know, you have there. to tear down Bill's. Just have to put like another one right in front of it, probably not with right Gene in front of it, right beside Gene, it. Gene with his uh, ass out, maybe. Or... <laughs> mean Gene statue. Me. Put him mean at the Gene. bottom of the tunnel, and everybody rubs Mean Gene before they go. <laughs> He's got a, like a Hall of Fame bus at the end of the tunnel. That, tunnel that people rub like his bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> He's shirtless on the field every game. That'd be amazing. He, I mean, he really does have the opportunity if he can pull that off to be like, probably get really? a different job. If he were to get, if he were to get Brent Venables to come back, people would probably come for him from other schools. I know it's, I know it's not the same, and there has to be some sort of accounting or like how the sh- money works. But couldn't somebody like? And I know that there's donors that they've said have withhold withheld money or like said, "Hey, I'll make a big donation if you hire this guy." Why can't some of that money for all these new we have a freaking awesome stadium right now. We don't need 10 million new things every year. No. Like this. Put, put that on pause until like 2040. We don't yeah, give exa- two fucks. Just, well, yeah. when we start winning natties too, that pours in anyway when you have Brent. Yeah, the stadium yeah. shit doesn't matter. Go win, yeah, go win fucking ball so games and pay him however like, much he wants to. Pay yeah, him. I know. I wish, can you use that money? I don't know. It probably doesn't work how we yeah, it works. It, well, let's dream. So let, just pay Brent Venables four or five million dollars to come here. Hey, if you win the Big Twelve, extra three. If you win a Natty, ten. Ten million. Ten million. <laughs> ten million dollars. <laughs> ten million dollars. That'd be sick. Do <laughs> donors would easily put up ten million to win a nat- Natty collectively? Well, yeah, yeah, ten million. Win a natty. Can you pool donor money into incentive contracts? So it's like a GoFundMe. Win a natty. Honestly, we'll just though, Venmo Brent the if, ten million after if, the whole if, if Brent, if Brent, um, what's his, get his Venmo? Yeah, yeah let's start paying him. I think it's Venables for KSU. Yeah, um, <laughs> he has his own. <laughs> if Brent is hired as the next head coach, I'm immediately I'm stopping all tags, all all negative or harassment tags that I would ever do from any sort of account. Not that I know of any accounts that have them. Hypothetically, um, towards Gene Taylor, I'm I'm gonna not. I will never hate on him ADGT. for uh, for a while, and I will immediately up how much I donate to Kansas State. Immediately, the day of that that it happens, and he signs his contract to come here, I will donate I mean, more money dude, to Kansas State. The dude has a capstone. Yeah, we didn't even bring that. Up. Oh my god, he's a lock. Yeah, three to two odds. Yeah, they'll name it the Bill Snyder and BV Family Stadium. <laughs> Just the day he signs, that's part of his contract. Get Brenner, get bent. Yeah, to Gene. Gene. Yeah, to Gene. At AGDT or AGDT, AGGDGT, guys, he's coming here. He's got to. He's got a fucking cap, uh, like a stone. I about said headstone. He's got a stone in the stadium. <laughs> Who put a headstone? I mean, Earl Woods does. He's yeah. got a stadium. He's got a a stone that he paid tens of thousands of dollars for in the stadium. He's coming here. Why? How could he not? Why would you give that much money to your old school? And then potentially coach against them when you have the opportunity to go to your alma mater and coach. Can we start a 
like GoFundMe so that we can buy the capstone next to Brent and put at ADGT hashtag get Brent or get Vets <laughs> and just have it in the stadium. That would be sick. I they only need 10,000, right? Um, yeah, they're only 10 large. Yeah, so. so if anybody wants to start that GoFundMe, let us know. Yeah. All right, the next time we talk to you guys, Brent Venables will be the head coach of the Wildcats. <laughs> and if he's Stop. not, and if he's not, then we won't ever to be the here podcast. Again. If honestly though, I say that I will donate money to Kansas State more money than I ever have before if Brent Venables becomes a head coach. If Levitt becomes a head coach, I'll send Pepsi to his office relentlessly every single week. If Kleiman becomes a head coach, I'm not going to K-State games. I'll watch him home. Maybe. No, that's a lie. I'll go. But I'll be pissed the entire time. Maybe not go if we start doing bad. I, I'm not. If Chris Kleiman, I'm not renewing my season tickets. I'll come down to a couple games probably, but I can't buy season tickets. Can't get behind that. Your court, Gene. Ball is in your court. So thanks for listening. So get back. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Bring Brent home. Hashtag bring Brent home. Hashtag BV phone home. Hashtag bring Cliff to. Hashtag get Brent or get bent. P.S. I'm still here. Here in spirit. Shout out to the guys for bringing you this awesome Wednesday episode of Beer Breath Podcast. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to make it to the recording, um, but I am editing and posting the episode like normal. And I pride myself on not missing a recording yet. So I just kind of had to throw my little two cents in here uh, at the end. And uh, I'm just going to say that everything that Sam, Mike, and Kurt said on today's podcast is true. Everything is um, accurate. And bring Brent. <laughs> I'm having trouble saying it too. Bring Bent. Dude. Bring Brent or get Bent. Stay tuned to the Beer Breath Podcast forever and always. We will be back in your ears on Friday. I will be back in your ears. Get ready for it. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread podcast.